0: Human beings are meant to move. When people are getting four and 5,000 steps a day, you are actually not doing what your body was designed to do. Hi,
1: I am Alok, and I'm your host at Pitirobic. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat, the podcast by Pitirobic. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat by FitAerobic. If you're looking to improve your health and well-being to lead a healthy, fit, and fulfilling life, whether you're an amateur or a professional athlete, this podcast is for you. Our common belief is that we burn calories only when we exercise. But do you know that we also burn calories when we do physical activities? Let's try and understand this in today's episode with Nicole Golden. Welcome once again, Nicole, to this exciting episode of Fitness Pro Chat with Aerobic. In today's episode, Nicole and I will talk about non-exercise activity thermogenesis or NEAT. Nicole has been a fitness and health professional since 2014, where she left the field of education to pursue a full-time career in fitness. She's an NASM master trainer and a sports nutritionist, Certified for International Society of Sports Nutrition. She's the owner of FWF Wellness, where she specializes in corrective exercise, nutrition coaching, and training special populations. Welcome once again, Nicole.
0: Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited about this topic in particular because this is something that applies very heavily in my practice.
1: Absolutely. So I'm equally excited to discuss this topic with you, Nicole. So first, I want to understand what is NEAT and why it is important in the context of weight loss.
0: So to understand why NEAT is important, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, let's understand first how our body uses calories. So we have something called a total daily energy expenditure, TDEE. I don't know. You've probably seen that yes. online or looking up calculators. So TDEE is composed of a few things. One, BMR, which is our basal metabolic rate. That's how many calories it takes to just be alive, laying in bed, uh-huh. doing nothing. Okay. We also have neat non exercise activity thermogenesis. This is our activity from just walking around, doing things, not really structured exercise. We also have something called the thermic effective food, TEF. That's how many calories it costs our bodies to process food. And then we have something called EAT, which is kind of a funny acronym, exercise activity thermogenesis. That is how many calories you burn from structured exercise. Now, Alok, I'm going to ask you a question. What percentage of daily energy expenditure do you think comes from structured exercise, even in an active person?
1: Probably 20 to 30 percent.
0: Five. No No joke, five (laughs) percent. Is that crazy? And see, most people would think, yeah, 20 to 30 percent, unless you're an Olympic athlete or or training for hours upon hours a day, very Uh few of your daily expenditure actually comes from exercise that's structured. The vast oh. majority, it's about 60 to 70% of our daily calories or uh, total daily energy expenditure come from just our basal metabolic rates. So that's the okay. best. But the next biggest one is our NEAT. So NEAT okay. can be about 20 to 30%, but it actually can be even more depending on how physically active you are in any given day. So somebody who has a sedentary job that sits, their need is going to be relatively low, whereas somebody who maybe has a job where they're getting 20,000 steps a day, maybe a server or a laborer is going to have a much, much higher need and a much, much higher total daily um, energy expenditure. So that's what it is. It's a portion of our exercise. Um, The other piece, and as we'll get into this later in the podcast, it's probably your most powerful weapon for weight loss the most powerful weapon that you have. And we'll get into that as you ask these questions.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So most people associate weight loss primarily with structured exercise. So how exactly need or differ from traditional exercise routines? And how does it contribute to weight management?
0: So like I was saying, that's probably the biggest tool that you have in your toolbox. When you go to the gym, If you're doing a weightlifting, let's say 140-pound female going to the gym to do weightlifting for an hour and a half. Relatively Uh conditioned person, you might burn 200 calories, maybe three. Okay. um, If you're really intense. Uh, Personally, I could do a two-hour lift and only burn about 300 calories. If you're doing a walk, let's say you're out walking with friends... Just around your neighborhood, let's say you're walking two miles, you're going to burn almost 200 calories. So it's almost the same. And yeah, or the other piece is if you're cooking dinner, you can get quite a bit of calorie burn just from cooking dinner, doing laundry, yard work would be a huge one. So it differs from structured weight loss or structured exercise because you're not really going to a gym. It's more has to do with activities of daily life. Now for uh-huh. weight loss, um, I loved this example. I actually made a TikTok video about this when my son was getting cancer treatment and he was in the hospital. I would okay. go to the gym in the morning and mm-hmm. I would look at, and I don't know if you're familiar with Apple watches. Yes. Uh, maybe uh, a lot of your listeners probably are, and that it yeah. gives you something called an active calorie burn. Like that, that's what it'll True. show. So that that's sort of recording both neat and exercise calories. That's what it's actually recording for you. And I remember Uh going to the gym and burning about 200 calories, maybe 300 calories, but my total active calories by the end of the day was pushing 1,200. Why? I had a little rule when my son was in the hospital, all stairs, no elevators, I have to walk, no shuttles. And just by going from my hotel room to his room and back and forth, think about how many calories accumulated. And that is why meat is a very powerful weapon, because I Uh accumulated a lot, maybe four times as many calories just from that than I did from my exercise that was
1: structured. Wow! Wow. So from that, I understand the more we walk, we would burn more calories. So step tracking or pedometers are quite common these days. And most uh, watches have step counters as well, even certain apps are there on mobile phones, which can be used as step counters. So how do step counts tie into the concept of NEAT?
0: Step counts are probably the
1: best way to track your NEAT. Yes, you're going to get
0: some steps from structured exercise, but the step counts accumulate over the course of the day. So if you're using Uh your phone, your Apple Watch, or any sort of fitness tracker, you'll see them add up. A person with a very, what we call like a low NEAT, would have maybe below 5,000 steps a day. Somebody who has a very high NEAT would probably have upwards of 12, maybe 15,000 steps a day. So those uh, fitness trackers are always what I tell my clients to use when trying to track their NEAT calories. Uh huh. And it's a really good, it's a nice objective way to look at it because it's hard to quantify cooking and picking up kids and going for walks without something like step counts.
1: So one thing that comes to my mind is what are the some of these ways in which we can incorporate neat in our daily life? Walking is one. What are the what could be other ways in which we can have more of neat extra in our physical activity daily?
0: So depending on what you do, if you work in an office or work from home, keeping food or things Farther away from your desk. So you're forced to kind of get up and go get them, making small changes like not using elevators. Funny story. My husband's a physician and he has uh, trainees that residents that follow him. And he always forces his his uh, residents to take the stairs because he said the elevator is for the sick people. It's not for the healthy people. (laughs) So that, and it may sound really funny, but one of the ways that he keeps up his neat, knowing that it's important for weight management is to use the stairs. So if you're working in an office building, make it a a rule, no elevators. Um, You can also try parking. If you're driving, park your car farther away from where you typically would to make yourself walk more. In the United States, at least, some of these uh, grocery stores now have pickups since the pandemic. Don't use that. You can get 3,000 steps going grocery shopping, and that's a whole (laughs) lot of neat versus just pulling up in your car. Um, Other things. Yeah. So there's all the ways that we would be doing things that are physically active that are not sitting in daily life. Creating ways to do more of those things is probably the best way to increase your...
1: So one thing which I would want to add is I stay in a high rise and I walk 14 floors up there uh, trying to avoid elevator. So that that's the kind of routine that I follow at least personally in my daily life to add more of neat exercises to my fitness schedule. So another thing that pops up my mind is should we specify a specific goal Every day to NEAT? Absolutely. So one of the best
0: ways to not only lose weight, but to maintain it is to set a step goal because Uh steps, or if you're using an Apple Watch, active calories works really well too. But the steps are more universal and they're very easy to quantify. So I definitely recommend setting a daily step goal. Now, interestingly enough, there's been a lot of research done on this topic. People who tend to get under 7,500 steps a day, and it's not necessarily steps walking, we're talking about a measure of NEAT. Tend to be have trouble with weight control, not just because they're not expending the calories, but also because your metabolic, like your whole metabolism actually doesn't function properly without a minimal amount of meat. Interestingly enough, you won't oxidize fats properly. Very interesting topic of research. So I really try to tell my clients, since a lot of the research has been done around that 7,500 mark, they need to hit that 7,500 mark. I can say that anecdotally, in practice, if somebody wants to lose weight, setting a goal of twelve to fifteen thousand steps a day is very, very effective. Okay, but yeah. So 15, to answer your 000. question, yep, fifteen thousand is yeah. your weight loss number. Seventy-five hundred is your minimum, just for decent health number. Some of the I just took a, the NASM bodybuilding coach course. It recommends yeah. eight to ten. I think uh-huh. personally, in practice, that's too low. <laughs> but, <laughs> But somewhere in that ballpark. And, and yes, even if you're not actively trying to lose weight, it is a good idea to have that goal, like a goal for everyday movement.
1: Absolutely. So most cases, people are usually busy because they have a job or a, they may be busy with household chores on a day-to-day basis. And they are probably able to complete four to 5,000 steps a day. So are there any suggestions for them to increase their need without major disruptions to their daily routine?: I mean,
0: anytime you want to make a change towards good health, what we do in society is we almost set our lifestyles in like, like against our physiology. Human beings uh-huh. are meant to move. An average like a person Absolutely. who's a hunter and gatherer is probably getting 20,000 steps a day, doing a lot of neat. So our bodies are designed to do that. When people are getting four and 5,000 steps a day, you are actually not doing what your body was designed to do. So saying sure. we're not going to majorly disrupt things is kind of unrealistic. You do want to disrupt things. Yes. Um, things that we talked about. Like you said, I live in a high-rise. I'm going to walk up 14 floors every single day up and down. Absolutely. Things like that yeah, are great ways. And then I always recommend... Uh, outside walking, even if it's in the winter. And I live in Pennsylvania and it's getting cold Uh right now, but I'm still going out for walks. That's probably Uh one of the best things you can do. Maybe you can walk in the morning before work. You can take a lunch break to walk and then you can walk after dinner. And it may sound like a lot, but if you make it part of your daily routine, it can really, that need can really add up. So that would be my suggestion is just take these things and make them part of your routine. Disrupt your routine a little bit.
1: True. In fact, one of the things which I devised is maybe walking for five minutes after every meal that we have. So almost like four times a day we eat. Just after meal, we, we can have say five minutes of walk. So that also adds a lot of steps in those five minutes that we can add.
0: Yes, that's actually a really good idea. And and again, it's it's something that doesn't take too, too long, but it also yes. you know adds to your routine and it does add up over time. And walking after you eat is actually very good for glycemic control and to aid in digestion. So it has other health benefits as well.
1: Uh, so other than health benefits, what are the other benefits that individual can derive from increasing their need?
0: So increasing your need can help you maintain physical strength because think about what okay. you're doing. You're not just sitting. Uh, we know very well that it improves glycemic control, so blood sugar control. We know that it improves cardiovascular health and also improves... Yes or reduces problems with lipids uh-huh, in the body. Uh-huh. So it reduces cholesterol, reduces uh, triglycerides, things like that. Really, all of the health benefits that you can gain from exercise, you can gain just from improving your NEAT.
1: So for everyone's benefit, would you also cite certain research that have been conducted to support the effectiveness of NEAT?
0: So there was a couple, when I looked at this question, I did pull a couple of studies Uh, these Uh are from both, both from 2015. So one study was a shook at all, and they were looking at, um, not only, they were looking at people over the course of a year, whether looking at their BMI and how much weight they gain or lost over the course of the year, looking at step counts. And step counts, like we were discussing, are sort of correlated with your need. So the group that got on average about 6,000 steps a day, not only had a higher BMI, but gained weight over the course of this year, whereas the group oh. that had 10,000 steps a day on average had uh-huh. a lower BMI and lost or maintained weight over the course of that year period. So it's kind of interesting that 6,000 number is still below that 7,500, but that really supports the fact that NEAT very highly correlates with weight control and it prevents weight gain. Um, another study that was interesting was Braggy et al., and they were okay. looking at food intake as as uh, like people's food intake over the course of the day and looking at their energy like their baseline energy expenditure looking at their need, and they found that people that had lower energy expenditure like they were not getting as many steps consumed more food than the people that had higher energy expenditures and you'd sort of think the opposite right that people with higher energy expenditures can consume more food but they're theorizing and then this is a hot area of research right now that our food behaviors are affected by our meat. So our appetites become dysregulated when you get below a minimum threshold of activity, that minimum threshold looking Uh to be about 7,500 steps a day. So instead of being able to follow hunger and fullness cues, you sort of lose that when you don't have that physical activity. So those studies were pretty interesting. And what I liked about Looking at those two, was it's different mechanisms that showing that there's not just one mechanism that it controls weight. It's multiple mechanisms.
1: Right. So There are a lot of fitness trackers and smartphone apps. So how can they assist individuals in monitoring and improving their need levels? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So like I said, looking at having either a pedometer is fine, your phone or a uh-huh. Apple Watch or, or a Whoop can help you to track, the WHOOP won't track steps, but it will track calories. It can track your, however you want to do that, track your energy expenditure over the course of a day. The other piece is having the data keeps you accountable. Here's an interesting fact. I'm not sure if this question comes up later in the podcast. When a person is trying to lose weight, we see weight loss plateaus. I think we've talked about this too in prior yes. podcasts. Yes. Do you know what, what happens? What actually causes the weight loss plateau is a decrease in need. When the body oh. doesn't have enough calories for a long period of time, uh-huh. your body will try to stop the neat. It will okay. it will try to tell you to slow down. You'll feel a little bit more sluggish, a little more tired. And the best way to combat that is a step tracker. Because you know that no matter what, I, however I feel, I have to hit my 12,000 steps. I have to hit my 15,000 steps, even when you don't True. feel like it. So that's another way that we combat weight loss plateaus. So I absolutely recommend that everybody have a fitness track.
1: Absolutely. I would say that was quite intriguing for me to know that uh, plateau occurs because there's a decrease in need. And that's Mm -hmm. where we need to focus. And uh, so the next one that pops up to me is misconceptions and exercise science and food science is full of misconceptions. Everybody has their own uh, theory around it. So what are some of the common misconceptions or myths that you have come across uh, about need and step-tracking for weight loss?
0: It's kind of interesting. I haven't seen a lot of misconceptions, but people don't give it the value that it deserves. So okay. you may see, uh, you know, fitness influencers, oh, do this program, do this diet. I've never uh-huh. seen anybody talk about, let's do this great fitness program where we get 15,000 steps a day. Have you ever seen anything <laughs> like that? Cause I haven't, Never. No. but the fun, but the funny thing is my most successful weight loss clients are the ones that get 15,000 steps a day. True. Um, so it's more, not so much that there's misconceptions. It's just not looked at. Nobody talks about it. And it's yep. something that's probably way more critical than anything uh-huh. that's being sold on social media.
1: Absolutely. Makes me to come to a conclusion that 15,000 is number that we need to follow almost every day. Anyone looking out or wanting to lose weight, go and do 15,000 steps per day. Nothing less than that. If you do, you will lose
0: weight. You will
1: lose weight. (laughs) Absolutely. What are some of the practical tips or strategies that we can follow to integrate NEAT and step tracking into a weight loss journey i think the first step for a lot of people is to just be consistent
0: with using a step tracker you okay. would be surprised i get a lot of clients where we'll talk about okay you need to get this many steps cuz honestly like neat is a cornerstone of all of my weight loss coaching it's probably the uh-huh. biggest like i said biggest tool that i have and okay. people a lot of them they just don't track their steps they forget to wear their watch they don't make it a priority so that's probably yeah. the first step is prioritizing the data collection because remember what I told you True. when you're in a when you're in a calorie surplus your body your body wants to move it wants to burn off those calories but once you spend a long time in a deficit your body's going to try to slow you down and yes. you're not going to notice it so having yes. those step trackers is probably the first step most important thing that I can recommend. The other thing to recommend is slowly figure out what ways can you incorporate more physical activity? Are there household chores that maybe you're having your kids do that you can do? Laundry, cooking, gardening. Maybe you want to do a house project where you want to clean out your garage. You'll get a whole lot of steps from that. Think about how you're shopping. Are you doing pickups? Are you ordering online? Or are you actually physically going to the store and walking around? When you have uh, dates with your friends, when I go to meet up with my friends, we always have to have an active date. We can't just go have coffee. We have to go for a walk. So, <laughs> And, and if, it's, if you live in a cold climate, go to a mall and walk around, yeah. a shopping mall, walk around. So there's a lot of those things that you can incorporate. And the nice thing about having the step tracker is you'll get to watch your steps increase and figure out which of these things is helping you increase your need more.
1: I think uh, we should also talk about people who are suffering from certain medical conditions. And in certain cases, they may not be able to, say, do a lot of physical activity or stay physically active on a day-to-day basis. So how exactly they can approach need and increase their weight loss chances
0: they're going to have to be as physically active as possible. So we think about, like, we train people in my studio who have cancer, who have Parkinson's disease, Uh uh, lots of medical conditions, and it's we actually tell them they need to be active. So I can give you a great example. My son just finished chemotherapy for Ewing sarcoma. My son kept his steps over 7,500 a day, even going through chemotherapy. And it's a pretty harsh regimen. And the fact that he stayed active, kept him much healthier and he was actually able to tolerate the chemotherapy versus other patients who don't stay physically active and actually succumb to many of the side effects and don't often finish their courses. So I guess that's a long-winded way of saying that no matter what medical condition someone has, they have to find a way to be physically active. If they have trouble walking, we recommend a recumbent bike or maybe an indoor bike. If they... It doesn't have to be high-intensity exercise. It just has to be movement.
1: Okay. There are certain class of people or a group of people who are typically exercising almost on a daily basis, and but in certain cases, they may not be able to complete their step count. So how can they maximize their uh, neat activities so that they can see weight loss quickly
0: So this is an interesting phenomenon. Remember how I told you that the body sort of monitors its energy availability and will increase and decrease? So we we get people from time to time where they're going and hitting it hard at the gym. They are going to boot camp classes and they're trying to diet and lose weight. And what happens is they do their class, they come home and they sit on the couch the rest of the day. So one of the ways that you can really kind of mitigate that a little bit is, I know this sounds counterintuitive, make sure that you're fueling your exercise properly so that doesn't happen to you. Because you may think that going to really low calories and going and exercising at the gym is going to help you lose weight, but what happens is actually going to backfire. You're better off Uh eating slightly more, fueling your exercise and still having energy to get the rest of those steps later in the day, you will overall burn more calories. Remember, your exercise calories are 5%. Your NEAT is a whole lot higher than that. Absolutely. And that's even if you're going and doing a very high-intensity class. So managing the intensity of your exercise is a way that you can help mitigate that, making sure that you're, if you're trying to lose weight, don't do too much of a calorie deficit. Be more moderate with your calorie deficit. Take diet uh-huh. breaks. Make sure that you have enough energy to get through the rest of the day is one of those. is That's really the important thing. The other thing is pay attention to your exercise routines. We know that resistance training is really important, but resistance training isn't going to give you a lot of steps. If you ever like looked at your watch, we actually did at my gym, we did a step count challenge one year. Uh It was kind of interesting what we found out what activities generated the highest step counts. So okay. something more like a Zumba class or a spin class would give you the most steps, It'd give you about 6,000 cool. in an hour versus oh. weightlifting would be about three. So varying your exercise, maybe you're doing your resistance training three days a week, but don't skip the cardio and the walks either. Yeah. So maybe don't do five high intensity sessions a week, do two and the other three go for a hike or a walk outside instead. I hope that
1: helps. (laughs) Absolutely. So are there a specific number of days in a week that someone needs to stick or religiously follow X number of days in a week? They have to complete 15,000 steps to see this kind of change or is it mandatory to do 15,000 steps all day of the week?
0: I've negotiated this with clients before. So 15,000 is a lot of steps, just so you know that most people will have a hard time hitting that unless they have a labor job. It does work. So sometimes what I'll tell people is 12,000, maybe a more reasonable number for them. No excuses. You hit those steps, whether you're on a rest day or not. That's it. Like it has to be, it's really about increasing that need and making people physically active at baseline more is what helps uh-huh. weight control more than anything else. So to answer your question, I've had people say, well, if I do this, can I not get my steps? And the answer is always no. You have to get your steps every day. <laughs> I mean, there's always exceptions if you're sick or if you're on a long airplane, you know, airline flight, sometimes you yeah. find it hard to get steps. But for the most yes. part, you want to aim to get a consistent number every day.
1: So that makes me a... To a follow-up question on this, obviously there are a few people who are not as motivated as others and they have their own excuses of not completing their step count. So are there certain strategies that they can follow to maintain their consistency and step count?
0: I mean, it's really hard. Like I said, a lot of (laughs) it is I like to tell people it's about discipline, not motivation. There are days where I don't feel like getting my steps either. That's where the step tracker helps because it gives you the data. It's really just about how badly do you want this? How badly do you want your health? How badly do you want to maintain this body composition? How badly do you want to lose weight? So it is a judgment call. If it's not that important to you, you won't do it. But we don't tell people it's okay to not brush their teeth because they don't feel like it, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, personally, I think sometimes I'm burned out of brushing my teeth, but we do it, right? Think about all of the things you do. How many things (laughs) do you do in your daily life for your health that you don't always want to do, but you do it anyway because it's your routine? Like, I don't know, with my kids, I have a bunch of teenage boys. It's like, sorry, guys, you have to take a shower. (laughs) We don't skip our showers and things like that because we don't feel like it. So steps steps and neat just really have to become the same as any other habit that we have to maintain our health.
1: So are there any real life success stories that you'd want to share, at least two of them, so that all of us get motivated to walk and complete 15,000 steps every day.
0: 15,000 um, steps. Actually, I do. So I have, uh, I can tell you that, a, a few examples. I've had several clients where uh-huh. typically when I get a client, I have a lot of people who will be 100 plus pounds overweight. So oh. here's a few examples. I've had many people lose between 80 and 100 pounds just from uh-huh. doing, getting their 12 to 15,000 steps a day, their dietary adjustment and maybe lifting weights three times a week. That's it. Uh-huh. No high okay. intensity workouts, none of that. Many people, many people. I have a trainer in my gym that I just hired who lost okay. 300 pounds by just wow. getting his meat. Getting his he did a program called DDP Yoga, which was like a yoga body weight program and moder- moderating his diet. But he said the vast majority of his weight loss came from making sure he got his steps. He was 500 pounds. He is now 200 pounds. So that's amazing. That's a, yeah. And he's kept the weight off for five years because he continues to do the steps. Another really great example is my husband who, Uh um, at the end of his residency put on a lot of weight and knew he had to lose it. So he did it by, he noticed every day he was getting about 7,000 steps. He got the magic 15 number. (laughs) <laughs> and lost uh, he okay. lost 40 pounds and kept that weight off by continuing to get his steps and my husband is very crazy obsessed with getting his 15,000 steps a day but oh. he's able to keep that weight off and like i said my son who stayed relatively healthy during his chemo making sure that he hit a minimum number of steps and stayed physically active i remember he would with his iv pole in the hospital go walking. He'd have a loop. He'd have to walk every floor of the hospital. And his Uh doctor, he'd go flying past his oncologist. who would look at him like, what are you doing? (laughs) But they used to call him the famous Tristan because he was the healthiest chemo patient they ever
1: had. that's amazing. That's really inspiring.
0: Yeah, lots of examples, not just weight loss, but for maintaining health, even during illness.
1: So that brings us, Nicole, to the last question for today's episode. What are your top three recommendations for everyone to increase their need count and how what strategies they need to adopt in their life to become healthy and lose weight quickly?
0: <laughs> well, there's
1: quickly. So
0: top <laughs> thing, get a step tracker and actually use it. Pay attention to your data. That's, that's probably the most important thing that you can do because even if you're not getting the numbers we're recommending, you're still probably going to increase your activity knowing Whether what your steps are, so that's Uh number one. Um, Two is setting a goal. Now for basic health, that number is about seventy five hundred a day. For weight loss, we recommend twelve to fifteen thousand steps a day. And to maintain a lot of weight loss, you got to keep that that twelve to fifteen thousand. So you look at the literature, you might see anything from eight to ten. My experience, Uh twelve to fifteen. The other thing is no elevators. Try to avoid cars. Walk as many places as possible. And when you go out with friends, like I said, have an active friend date. You don't have to sit and drink coffee to talk. You can talk and walk. So just doing those little ways of trying to increase your physical activity, maybe doing more chores, walking around the mall, any of those things can help to contribute.
1: I just want to add a pointer here. We had an advertisement that earlier it used to run on TV, it used to say walk and talk. So whenever you get a call on your mobile phone, you just pick it up and keep walking while you're talking. So probably that also can help people to add more step down and add to their need uh, strategy.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> That's I love that. I'm going to use that. I love that. <laughs>
1: So thank you so much, Nicole. It's a pleasure speaking with you once again. And I look forward to speak with you again.
0: All right. Thank you so much for having me.
1: That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Fitness Pro Chat by fit Aerobic. We
0: hope you had key takeaways from today's episode and learned something new. Don't forget to download and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. In the meantime, reach out to us on Instagram at FitArobic or through our website, FitArobic.com. And remember, failures will only make you strong and better learned. Take care, stay healthy,
1: and live a fulfilling life with Fit Aerobic.